Welcome. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. This is the Real Estate Investing Mastery Podcast. Glad to be here. I got a really, really cool interview today that I got. I'm excited about bringing this guy on. Uh, he's doing a lot of creative financing deals, doing a lot of lease options, and we're going to be talking about how he's finding his deals, uh, how he's negotiating them with sellers, what's working today in this market, what's not working today in this market, how he is able to do so many deals. His nickname is Mr. Transaction Engineer, so we're going to be bringing him on. I'm excited about talking to Eddie. So um, first of guys, I want to let you know, if you like this podcast, leave a review in iTunes. I really, really appreciate you guys. And I want this podcast to grow. Uh, I was just interviewing a guy earlier today. He was telling me, Joe, I was listening to your podcast about four years ago. And uh, you said something on there that if you understand marketing and if you know how to get leads, you will never have to worry about money again. And he's absolutely right. And what I said in that podcast, and it was actually an interview, somebody was interviewing me, um, was, was groundbreaking, life-changing for him. And uh, the more reviews that we get in iTunes, the more we can share the love and uh, give me the video likes. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. And leave a review in iTunes as well. If you're listening to this podcast, leave a review in iTunes and subscribe there. One more thing. This podcast is brought to you by my book, Wholesaling Lease Options. Go get it. It's free. You just pay a little bit of shipping and handling. I'll send it out to you. It's all content, all killer, no filler. And it's got some really good stuff in here. I talk about how I flipped lease options and quit my job back in 2009. If you want the book, go right now to wlobook.com, wlobook.com. And I'm coming out with a new book in a, about a week. Um, it's called REI Secrets. And this book is about 95 pages long, but it's like really condensed. This next book is like 300 and something pages long. And I'm freaking out a little bit uh, because it costs almost twice as much to print and mail this book, but it's really good. It's taken, I, I've been doing a lot of emails and uh, been teaching a lot of cool stuff on these emails and I'm combining them all into a book and each chapter is only about one or two pages long. You can read it kind of like a daily devotional, but that's not devotional. It sounds weird, but um, you can read it as a, um, as like a daily dose of wisdom and guidance for your real estate business. So that's coming out real soon and you can check it out. Uh, it will be at reisecrets.com. So that's coming. Stay tuned. All right. So enough of that, right? Let's get our friendly, awesome guest on the show. His name is Eddie. Eddie Raymond. And he um, likes to, he, he's Mr. Transaction Engineer. And you're going to find out why, because he's doing a lot of really good creative deals. Mr. Eddie, Mr. Transaction Engineer, how are you? I'm doing great, Joe. It's a pleasure to be on, on your podcast today. Thank you, man. Are you an Atlanta sports fan? Yeah. My heart still has been broken since the Falcons lost to the Patriots, man. I, I haven't recovered yet. <laughs> that, man. Well, we can kind of relate here in St. Louis when the Patriots killed us in that Super Bowl. Well, that was about 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> but um, I've heard, you know, I was in Atlanta a few months ago, and um, it's, it's a great sports town. And I've heard, like, your, your soccer team is one of, like, the best attended craziest fans in the entire United States that what you got going on there in Atlanta. What's that, what's that soccer team called? Uh, what's the name? I don't really follow soccer as okay. much. 
But I know they they just won, you know, last year. Yeah, they so, won yeah. the uh, the MLS championship. I don't even know what they call it. Yeah, but, um, the uh, my, well, Gavin who works with me was uh, recently in Atlanta, and they had they scheduled some kind of meeting um, right where the near the football stadium. And uh, the Atlanta Braves right now are in first place in the National League East division. Yeah, which, uh, which is going, which is good. They're already clinched a playoff spot, which is amazing. Okay, so anyway, enough about that. Enough about sports. Sorry. Um, at least <laughs> I was going to say another Chicago Cubs joke, but I'm not going to say anything about. That. <laughs> um, so we got a lot of people. Huh? Who's your team? Um, Cardinals fan, St. Louis Cardinals fan, baseball. Oh, yeah. And uh, for football, you got to love the Chiefs, man. How can you not love Mahomes? He's he's uh, he's phenomenal. He's fantastic. He was on my fantasy football team last year. I couldn't get him this year. I was really bummed. But uh, <laughs> I love Mahomes. And um, so, Eddie, you're in Atlanta. Thanks for being here. Uh, tell us a little bit about you. How did you get started in real estate and when? Well, I got started, Joe, back in 2005. Cool. So I learned on the Ron LeGrand. I like to yeah. call him my, my Paul. My Paul, I learned from him back in 2005. And, hey, I've been rolling ever since. So I was actually driving forklifts, Joe. Were you? And I had to make a decision because the seminar at the time was called Millionaire Maker Boot Camps. Ron had the seminar for five days. So I had to take off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday off of my job, and I didn't have any more days left. So they was like, um, well, if you take off, you're going to get fired. Really? So I had to make a tough decision, Joe. Either, you know, drive forklifts for the rest of my life for $12 an hour, or roll the dice and see what's going on with the real estate. But I was already studying real estate because my mom, she actually paid for the course. I think I was like 25 or something at the time, 26. So she paid for the boot camp and we had all the materials sent to us. So I was already studying the materials. So I felt confident. I was like, well, I just got to quit my job. And it was actually the best thing that I did, Joe. I thank God that I took a leap of faith and did that, you know, uh, I say, wow, we got to the boot camp. They called deals live on the stage. So they called one of my deals. It was a subject to deal. I went back to the hotel, faxed in the contract. I had a signed contract before I left the seminar. So I really knew it worked. <laughs> then I would say about, so awesome. about 30 days after that, I did a wholesale deal for 15 grand. And man, it's, I haven't looked back since. Thank God. In, that was in Atlanta. Yes. Good for you, man. I was uh, I was in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, a few months ago, and uh, similar story. A guy I was teaching about marketing, right? And uh, he actually got his phone out while I was talking, and I was talking for like an hour and a half or something. And he got on the phone and started um, texting sellers right then and there, like started texting sellers, and uh, got two appointments while I was on the while I was speaking. He got two appointments with sellers. Wow. I just love guys like that who take massive action i i like to call it massive imperfect action you're like you know i don't know what i'm doing but screw it i got i got no choice my back's against the wall right right and i I mean people look at mistakes as mistakes but really they're lessons you know you just learn what does it work fix it and go back at it again that's a good way to put it so you know you've been investing a long time and you got started right before the market crashed so I can imagine you've got quite the story to tell as well with, with when that happened, right? Yeah. They caught me with my pants down, Joe. 
I only had about three subject twos because, you know, I was so fascinated by wholesaling. You know, I only invest $300 and made 15 grand. So I'm like, oh, my God. And nobody, you know, I'm new to the real estate business. So nobody's saying, hey, the market's going to crash. Um, get more rental properties. So, you know, I, I was just flipping and wholesaling and wholesaling when the market crashed. Joe, I only had three properties and that couldn't cover the bills. <laughs> yeah, well, I was caught with my pants down as well. It was bad. You know what? I, I, I was trying to, I wasn't doing wholesaling, which I wish I would have been because I was trying to buy a lot of properties subject to, I was buying a lot of properties to fix and flip and, um, I was not prepared for it was a cash flow. I think we both had a similar story. Like we had no cash flow coming in. Oh, and uh, so how did that affect the market crash? How did that affect, you know, you coming out of the re- the recession? What did you do to pick yourself back up? Well, what I did, Joe, I don't know how I came up with the idea, but what I, what I transitioned over to, you know, the news media scaring everybody off foreclosures. Don't buy when it's absolutely the best time to buy because everything yeah. is on sale. Yeah, you got <laughs> so, God, you, when it crashes again, make sure you have your bank account ready because mm-hmm. it's the best time to buy. That's but good. what I did, Joe, I trans- transitioned over to finding tenants for homeowners. So we put I put out signs, landlord, you need a tenant, give me a call. And I put my number, and we started doing at least between, I will say, six to ten of those a month. So, you, so know you, were, you were finding the you were finding tenants for landlords. Yes. Wow. And then we started doing a little property management. That's when I learned I don't want to be a property manager. <laughs> so we got out of that part. But we continue to just to find a homeowner. So we'll keep the security deposit. They will get the first month. And, you know, we we go to the next one. Okay. Then we transition over to short sales. in I think, oh, eight. Yeah. Oh, eight. I would say. In 08, we transitioned over to short sales, and we was rolling. Nice. And how long did you do short sales? Um, we did short sales from 08 to, I will say, 2011. We're still doing a little bit of them, but the only problem, Joe, they put that stipulation in there where we couldn't resell the property for 30 days, or we had we could only resell it for a certain percentage, so it took all the fun out of, out of short sales. Okay. Yeah, because we, we used to short sell them and turn around immediately wholesale. Okay, so short sell and immediately wholesale, and the bank, I guess everybody, all the investors, you know, got wind of that strategy. So a lot of people was doing it. So the banks came back and said, "Hey, you got to hold that property thirty days now." Okay, or you got to hold it for fifteen. You you can't resell it for fifteen percent of the value. Yeah, it's crazy mess. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so then, what'd you do after that? She learned about wholesale lease options. Oh, I love that. And man, that was a, that brought me back. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you, what did you like about wholesaling lease options? Because they remind me of wholesaling, except you're dealing with pretty houses, Mm. nice houses. And to me, like people, like some of my students are, you know, do people really have this amount of money? I'm like, yes, we're dealing with the 75 what is it, 75, 80% of the people that can't really buy, they, they can't get a traditional loan. So we got a bigger pool of buyers. Oh, yeah. Bigger I would pool. argue we have a bigger pool of sellers as well. Yeah. Right? When you compare to like um, wholesalers that are trying to get properties with sellers that have a lot of equity and a lot of motivation, 
There's not too many of them. But when you're looking for sellers that have a little bit of equity and a lot of motivation, there's there's a lot more of those and a lot fewer investors going after them as well. Is that what you found? Right. I, I don't understand that, Joe. But I, I'm loving it, but it's no competition, really. Yeah, isn't that something? Will you, Eddie, please explain uh, what, what that is for you? Well, a wholesale lease option deal is like wholesaling, but you're wholesaling a pretty house. And so we, we typically give the homeowner security deposit and first month. That's it. Okay. And so we keep, you know, we tell them we charge, we charge our end buyer fee. And so we get the difference between, you know, what we give the homeowner. Just say, for example, we have to get them 3000 and we have somebody that come with $15,000 down payment. Well, you know, we would go to closing. The homeowner would get the 3000 and we would get the difference, which would be 12000 hmm. And it goes down so easy, man. Some <laughs> some people are wondering, like, fifteen grand? Can you really get fifteen grand down from a tenant buyer on a deal? Oh yeah, we just got twenty last week, Joe, and I wanted more than that, honestly, because the house was worth about three fifty. So the guy came with um, twenty down. We wanted really forty. So the payments, our monthly payments on it is fourteen hundred. So he came in paying two thousand, but since he didn't have the remaining down payment. We just upped this monthly payment to twenty five hundred. So now we're casting on eleven hundred off that one. I hope. Okay, so here's the cool thing, guys. I hope you're paying attention because so many people out there, Eddie, think, well, lease options like the most I can get is like three or five grand down. Wow. That's not like why. I don't know why people think that either. But talk a little bit about, and I'll share with you some things that we're doing too that are pretty cool. Um, but t- talk about like how are you getting fifteen grand down on a house like that? Well, it's all about the marketing. So, you know, we advertise no bank needed, easy qualifications, all the good stuff to attract the people, you know, with the money. Because people, it's, 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 it's mind boggling, man. People have money, guys. I promise you. Yeah, right <laughs> they there. have money. We got a buyer's list now, man, with a couple of hundred grand worth of buyers. Mm-hmm. And we all, and you know, we always advertise online, Joe, but we like to also put signs out. Because some reasons, signs just drive a lot of calls and a lot of buyers. What do some of your signs say? No bank needed, rent to own. It depends on the area. You know, if it's an upscale area, we will, we will put lease purchase or lease option. Some middle class area, we will put rent to own. Okay, interesting. Easy One of the, things- the number of bedrooms and baths. And then we have them call in the call fire. And call fire, you know, pre-screen them and you yeah. call back to people with the money. Let me give you a little tip. You might want to try this on your one of your signs because okay. this worked well for us. Um, rent to own or lease purchase, right? And then right below that, 5% moves you in. Wow. How do you like that, Joe? It works really well. Because then you when people are calling, they know they're expecting 5%, which also means like that's all I need. That's all. Yeah, that's all you need, right? It's 5%. And on a $200,000 house, that's 10 grand, right? Right. One of the other things that um, I was, I've never done this, but I was just interviewing a guy named Ryan uh, the other day. And um, he's in Louisiana, uh, north of New Orleans, I think. And uh, one of the things that he's doing that I love this idea was he would advertise different rents, okay? And larger down payments for the lower rents. So let's say a house you're trying to rent it for 1500 he would say, all right, you can get this house for $1,400 with $15,000 down. You can get it for $1,500 for, 
I'm getting my numbers mixed up. But you know what I'm saying? Like he'll have a hundred dollar swing either direction for the rent. And the lower the rent, the higher down payment he asks for. And it's amazing how many people actually get that. And um, so something to think about. And I've, I don't know why I've never thought of that, but he's getting like you are, he's getting down payments of 10, 15, $20,000 on these deals because they're just not, there's not enough inventory out there. There's a huge demand from these buyers who have challenged credit, who are looking for a house to buy, but can't right now, just need a little bit of time. And um, the part, part of the problem that people that are doing a lot of lease options is they're not asking for enough down payment. They're not expecting it, right? Now, Joe, on your lease options, do you tell them like a certain amount down that you're looking for? Not in my in my ads, no. I usually don't. But I just, you know, I say down payment required or option deposit required, call for details. Right. And uh, so then when I'm on the phone, that's kind of, it's a negotiating thing. You know, I, they say, well, how much do you have to put down in the house? Well, uh, they'll say, I don't know. How much do I need? And I say, well, I don't know. How much do you have? Well, how much do you need? So it's a little game going back and forth. It's like, you know, it depends on how quickly you can buy the house. And I say things like, you know, we're just looking for somebody that really wants to rent this house and then buy it. And um, so how bad do you want it? I try to ask him the situation. And uh, then I sometimes I'll say, typically we get like three to 5% down is how I've typically said it over the phone. But I've never done this before. And I love this idea of advertising different option deposits based on the rents. Hmm. And uh, people are just looking for that monthly amount, man. That's all they care about, right? Right. And I, I, I've never had anybody even argue about the uh, purchase price, Joe. Do you guys no. get any, any problems? You know, and, and, you know, unless the only time I have is when it's, if the house is worth 200 today and I'm trying to advertise it for 250 and I've never even done that. But like um, once you start pushing that upper limit a little bit, you know, when I have done that, when I've pushed the upper limit a little bit, I have to explain to them, listen, this isn't your typical two-year lease option. This is a five-year lease option or something like that. And, um, you know, but yeah, people just care about the monthly amount, really. And if it's a nice house, you're going to get your doors knocked down, beg, oh, people God. begging you for these homes. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> there's, there's just a ton of demand, isn't there? Yeah, man, it's crazy. So, um you're getting average deposits. Like, what's a what's a typical house or lease option that you do, Eddie? I would say the typical down payment is between about ten to fifteen. We like to stay in between. I would say two hundred. Uh, I say about one eighty and about four hundred. That's kind of like the sweet spot. You know, the higher you get, the less buyers you have. Yeah. Okay. Good. Talk a little bit about how you're finding these deals, Eddie. What are you doing to get sellers to call you and say, yeah, I want to sell my house or I want to do a lease option? Well, we're, Joe, we're actually hitting expired listings mm. um, for sale by owners that's, you know, about 30 to 45 days out and for rents. Beautiful. Because, you know, for rents, man, who really wants to rent a property, Joe? <laughs> <laughs> and deal with that crap. But I had my share. <laughs> Especially in that range you're talking about, right? Like if you're targeting all the homes under a hundred thousand dollars, and there's some even in Atlanta, those are homes you don't want to do lease options on. That's my ad- advice, right? Um, but when you're talking about the median priced homes, maybe between 150, 300,000, that price range, you're going to get a lot more landlords there that they don't want to rent their house. You're absolutely right. They just want to, um, they want to sell it. And now you can, but they can't for whatever reason. And you're offering them a solution that they, they didn't even know about before. Right. And they, man, most of the homeowners are so glad 
we've called them because they really don't want to rent a property, man. Who really wants to deal with a tenant calling you in the middle of the night every week or every month? I love the lease mm -hmm. options. You put them in there. Now, we give them seven days. We give them seven days to check out the property. After that, you know, you're responsible. So after that seven days, hey, we're on easy street. <laughs> okay. So like you give them seven days, the tenant buyer gets seven days in the house. Yes. Up to that point, though, the who's responsible for the maintenance and repairs? Are you saying the homeowner is? During well, the homeowner days? stay in the deal. If we do a wholesale lease option room where, you know, we're in and out the deal, yeah. then we put in the contract for the homeowner. The tenant is responsible for anything over 500 bucks. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I do too. Now we stand on a sandwich lease. You know, you're responsible for everything after seven days. Yeah, we. Well, I want to ask you about that because those are those are really really good deals. So you're you're finding these deals by expireds. You mentioned. Are you sending letters? Are you calling? Or what are you doing with, with expired? We send a text messages and voice blasts. Ringless. Oh, voice so you're blast. you're skip tracing the expireds. Right. That was my mind blowing. I. I that's awesome. And who's doing that? Nobody. Maybe some realtors are, but um, okay, cool. Uh, then uh, you're 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 going after Fizbos and rentals. Yes, Fizbos. That's about thirty days out or more. Good. Rentals. All right. For sale by owners for rent by owners. Now, how do you, do you go negotiate these deals over the phone, Eddie? Do you go to their house and talk to them in person? What do you do? Well, we negotiate everything over the phone, Joe. We don't want to go out there unless we know it's a deal. Good. So I don't like going out there wasting time. Everybody swear their house is the best. You know, my house, I got granite flew in from Spain. Man, after a while, they all look the same. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, sandwich lease options. What is a sandwich lease option to you? Sandwich lease option to me is when you stay in the middle, guys. My favorite deal. Now, we like to stay in it. It has to be at least $200 or better for us to stay in it. Yeah, a month. So, you know, that's the – because you really don't have to do anything. Once you locate the buyer, you're on easy street. You just collect the money. What uh, what criteria do you have then on the buy price that, once you, that, you, that you stay in the deal? Like do you have a minimum equity criteria or something like that? Yeah, we got to have at least about 10 to 15 grand. Okay, cool. So you got to have 10 to 15 grand up front, uh, like on the, on the A to B side. Right. Um, and you got to have a couple hundred dollars in cash flow. Right. And then on, when you sell it, you know, if it's worth 200 today and you're buying it for 185, you know, from the seller, what are you uh, selling it to the tenant buyer for? Well, we always mark it up, Joe. I will mm -hmm. say about five to 10% once yeah. we advertise it. Good. So there's three profit centers. With the sandwich lease option deal, right? You get cash now up front, ten grand. You're getting a couple hundred dollars spread every month. And by the way, during that time, the tenant buyer is responsible for all maintenance and repairs, right? Under five hundred. Right. And above five hundred, are you still are you passing that responsibility on to the seller then? Oh, as far as the maintenance. Yeah, if it's above, like if the heating and air oh, conditioning yeah. blows out or something. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah, very responsible. And then, you're, and then you're selling it to the tenant buyer in a couple of years, for you know you're you're going to be if it's worth two hundred today, you're you're buying it from for one eighty five, and you're selling it for maybe two fifteen, two ten, right? Which is a good thirty thousand dollars spread. 
Yeah. Beautiful. So you can make money now, cash flow and cash later. I love that. How many deals like that can you do in a month? I mean, are, are you limited to, do you have to use any of your own? These are redundant questions, I know. Are you using any of your own money to buy these deals or get financing or private money for these things? No, the good thing about, you know, lease purchase and sandwich lease option, you really don't even need any money, guys. You just yeah. put it on the contract and put it for sale. I love it. You don't even need earnest money. Beautiful. <laughs> You, you don't, have you ever had a deal, Eddie, where the sellers pulled your credit, did a background check on you and, you know, and, and then interviewed previous clients that you've done deals with or anything like that? Well, I have had a client, you know, interview a couple of people, but nothing about any background check or any, none of that stuff. Plus, we're members of the Better Business Bureau. So once Ooh. they see that, we got an A-plus rating. So once they see that, it's pretty much a slam dunk. <laughs> that I love the BBB. It's it's a racket, uh, you know, because they uh, you have to pay to play, <laughs> pretty much right. to get get the A plus rating. But it works. Yeah. It's a great. So anybody listening to this, you need to become a member of the BBB, and I'd recommend also uh, become a member of the Chamber of Commerce. Just it, right. it doesn't doesn't. Uh, there's no even really criteria. I think you just have to have an LLC or a business. But when you can put that kind of stuff on your proposals or your offers. It really helps build a lot of credibility, doesn't it? Slam dunk, Joe. I just, yesterday, it was a seller, right? We've been trying to contact her for a while because she had our property for um, short sale. But she ended up getting it. She ended up turning into, they ended up modifying the loan. So we was trying to contact her for about six months. So something told me just send the the Better Business Bureau, um, the little link. So uh, I sent yeah. her the link. Next thing I know, she called me 10 minutes like, hey, can we meet um, tomorrow? I was like, really? no, we can't meet that soon, but I can meet with you Friday. So that's a deal. That's a slam dunk. That's beautiful. Lots of respect to you, man. That's awesome. Um, okay, I wanted to ask you about, are you working with like a mortgage broker? Who, like who is pre-screening your tenants and um, doing the background check and all of that stuff? Well, we use... I think it's called Tenant Background Check. We use mm-hmm. that app. Um, they run everything, Joe, the credit, the background. Um, the same company I use, yeah. Oh, you use them? Okay. Yeah, there's a website that we use uh, called prequalteam.com, I believe. They have two different websites. Okay. But, um, yeah, cool. yeah so, so we use that site. That's pretty good. Do you work? Do you, do you have anybody that you recommend to your, your tenant buyers for credit repair or getting a mortgage, things like that? Yes, we do. Good. Now, you know, Joe, these are grown people, so everybody don't do what they're supposed to do. But we got a couple of people that actually follow through with yeah. the credit re- credit repair and all that stuff. So we got a good setup if they want to buy the property. We have good credit repair team and loan officer. So once we run their stuff through the tenant background check and pull the credit report, we'll send it over to our loan officer. And that way we try to give the homeowner, you know, a time frame, how long it may take them to get qualified. Nice. Good. And, you know, lease options, in my opinion, they work in any market. And that's yeah. not my opinion. It's a fact. They work in any market. But as we're starting to see the market slow down, and are you seeing that right now, Eddie, in Atlanta? Yes, I'm actually happy because the market is now really leveling all yeah. out pretty much. And now the homeowners are back, you know, to their senses. At first, everybody, you know, they want twenty, thirty, forty thousand over. Now they're, you know, to their senses. The houses are sitting a little longer. So it's a better, it's actually better for us right now. 
Yeah. It is. I'm starting to see this in California. I'm starting to see it in New York, in the Midwest. Um, days on market are getting bigger. Days on uh, the, the inventory is going up. Uh, prices are going down. So, you know, a seller, there's a lot of motivated sellers out there that are just, they thought they could sell their house. They've already bought another house and they haven't been able to sell it yet. And um, it's it's a good time to be. And he, would you agree to this, Eddie? Like the time of being a one trick pony is over. I love your title, Transaction Engineer. Um, don't, don't you think it's important talk about this, you know, like to have multiple tools in your tool belt? Yeah. If you're going to be in this business, guys, please don't get caught up in one, one method of real estate, just wholesale. There's so many different avenues and strategies and income streams. I mean, that's like going to a mechanic shop and you, he can only change oil, but you need your tires rotated. You need your starter put on, but he can only change oil. So you're going to go somewhere else just like a, a seller would. So when they come to us, you know, we, it's so many different ways that we can buy the property. We like to send over three, four offer, mm. three or four offers to, the, to them and let them make a decision. Everybody love offers. Nice. <laughs> what kind of, can you talk about that? What kind of offers are you sending them? Well, we send a cash offer. We send a lease purchase offer and an owner financing offer. Love it. Man, I, no wonder, no wonder I like you so much, Eddie, because you're like, you, you get it. You get it. You're giving the sellers options, right? And it doesn't matter to you which option it's they not. take, does it? Uh-uh. You <laughs> make money on any of them. And the way. seller feels like they're in control, right? You're not right. trying to take advantage of them. You're right. just like, here are your options. Pick one. It doesn't matter to me. It's a lot of times I tell sellers, listen, here are the three options, but you should probably just list it with a realtor. I'll even be honest with that because that kind of brutal honesty breaks down their defenses. They're like, man, I trust this guy, you know, and it's true. They, if they want full price for their house, they should list it with a realtor. Right. Then, then it also forces them to answer the questions like, Oh man, I don't want to list it. I can't afford the commissions. I don't have to, I don't want to go through and clean it all up and get it ready and show it and all of that hassle. Um, Good. How can you guarantee the tenant buyer will purchase at the end of the lease? Will you talk about that, Eddie? Well, you can't really guarantee it, guys. I mean, everybody, you know, you're dealing with grown people, so they have to make that choice to buy the property if they want to. However, we tell the seller if they don't purchase, guess what? We'll get somebody right back in there really quick. That's a good way to put it. I like if, if a seller tells me that, I say, listen, call me. <laughs> That's the answer. Like, call me back. We'll do it again. Yeah. And the cool thing is, do you do, um, when you got a property, Eddie, that needs some work, do you go in there and fix it up yourself or do you get the tenant buyer to fix it up? Well, we try to sell them as is, Joe. I mean, we don't own the property, so we don't want to start investing money into properties we don't own. If it's something like a couple of hundred bucks, two, three hundred bucks, change out a ceiling fan or some minor stuff, if the homeowner can't do it, then, you know, we will step in. But a lot of time, these people are so happy to get inside a house that, you know, they take on it. Like one of them we just got rid of, Joe, I'm glad we didn't paint the entire place. Because soon as we put the guy in, we did touch up paint. Thank God the seller had some paint, so we did touch up paint. But if I would have spent two or three grand to paint the place, I would have lost money because as soon as the people bought the house, Joe, a day or two later, they paint the whole place. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what I, I mean? I, 
I don't recommend doing any repairs on your houses because you can get tenant buyers that will do it. And they want to like, and, and I offer uh, work for equity credits, you know, I offer yeah. five grand or something, but they want to pick their own colors and pick their own flooring and their own bathroom fixtures and stuff like that. So let them do it. Um, you just got to make sure, you know, if a property needs paint and carpet and, you know, 10 grand in work, will you just negotiate that lower price from the seller and pass that savings on to the tenant buyer? Yeah. Um, in the worst case, they don't buy the house, but you get a house back that's in better shape than it was before. It, and most of the time it comes back in better shape because it's a different mentality. You know, they got a mindset of I'm going to own this home one day versus a person. Uh, I'm just going to rent it and the hell with it, Joe. <laughs> yeah. You know how some people treat 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 a property oh, yeah. they're renting. It's a different mindset. That's why I love lease options. You nailed it. Uh, can you discuss briefly the initial down payment? Seller wants three k, and the investor investor wants fifteen k. Besides giving the seller three k, is total fifteen off taken off the sale price in the end? And is the seller okay not getting that money? Do you understand that? Mm, seller wants three k. Well, you're, you're offering the seller three thousand. You're you're getting twelve thousand. Yeah, basically, he's asking: Is the seller okay with you making more money than they are? Well, we tell them we charge them our um, buyer fee, so we don't have any problems. We haven't had any problems. Now, one of my students had one of the sellers came back. <laughs> the mm-hmm. guy was getting thirty thousand down. The seller came and said, "Hey, I want ten of those. Ten of that thirty. So, all right. Well, you give them ten. But, you know, here's the thing, too. I say to the sellers, listen, I get paid from the buyers. And um, I remind them. I say, listen, if you were to sell this with a realtor, how much would you pay them in commissions? Mm. You know, a, a $300,000 house, that's eighteen right. grand. they would be paying yeah. them in commissions, right? So, but, yeah, I like what you do. You give them a, first, a security deposit and a first month's rent, you know, depending on how you negotiate the deal. And uh, But you, yeah, as a sandwich lease option, you're taking over that property. You're, you're managing it. They right. don't have to worry about the vacancies and maintenance and repairs anymore. Right. Um, what's the main difference between owner finance offer and lease option offers? Well, owner finance and offer, you're taking over control of the property. So you actually own, you, you, you own the property, basically. And the lease, lease purchase offer, you're just leasing with the right to sublease. So you don't have any, you have a little control, but not main control, like subject to an owner finance. Those are the two most powerful. Good. Control methods. That's why I love Ron Legrand. He's been teaching that and harping on that for years. And, oh, my uh, God, yeah. That joke has been around forever. <laughs> he's still ticking, too. Still ticking. Uh, <laughs> he's <grumpy>. <laughs> yeah, he's a grumpy old man, but he's a smart <laughs> old man. Uh, I hope he's not listening to this. because. Sorry, brother. <laughs> <laughs> love Ron Legrand. He's amazing. Okay. What do you do next after finding a seller and a tenant? Do you send them off to an attorney to handle the paperwork? Uh, how do you handle the paperwork? Yes, we close everything with an attorney. Our attorneys down here only charge like two fifty, so it's no Beautiful. big deal. They it, it probably take the guys ten minutes to go through the little lease agreement and the option agreement. Nice. So you have uh, is 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 Georgia? Do you use title companies or attorneys to close your deals? Attorneys. Okay. Let me, let me mention this too, guys. Um, I live in a, a title company state, but I have an attorney who has told me before, and I've never done this. I probably should, but like, Joe, listen, let me do your closings for you. You don't have to use a title company. And mm. uh, sometimes a lot of, you could, you could, a, an attorney gives you more credibility even than a title company would. 
if you can say, yeah. listen, my attorney will send you the paperwork. We can do the closings at his office. Um, you get an attorney, an investor-friendly, creative attorney to help you with your deals. Yeah. It may cost you a little bit more, but you're going to get more deals from it because of the credibility and the protection. That's really important. You hit it on the head too, Joe, investor-friendly attorney, because mm-hmm. all attorneys are not the same, guys. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that say they're experts in, in real estate, got to be careful. All right, listen, um, Mr. Transaction Engineer Eddie, how can people get a hold of you? Um, you've got, you know, somebody who's probably in Atlanta listening to this right now has got a deal. It's a wholesaler that doesn't know how to do lease options. They got a motivated seller on the hook. And they're like, man, I want to I want to do lease option. Can they bring you deals and partner with you on deals? Yes, sir, Joe. Nice. You, you, you guys can email me at info at mrtransactionengineer.com. And it's Mr. Transaction on all the social media, which is um, YouTube, IG, and Facebook. Nice. And also, guys, if you want a, a free video, a free video, sub, a subject to call, you can go to te offers that's t-e-o-f-f-e-r-s dot com and i got a free video about subject two i'm getting ready to come out with a subject two course joe nice. so i'll let you know about that once that's done it should be done in about two or three weeks eddie please let us know when you get that subject two course we'll definitely uh, maybe get you back on the show and talk about it um, i love yeah. interviewing guys that are actually in the field doing deals and uh, mentoring people to do deals too, which is awesome. Get get the double rewards. Yeah, thank you also, Joe, for that one page um, lease purchase agreement. We use that. <laughs> we use that in our business every day almost. You know, guys, if you want to know what he's talking about, you can get it for free. I'm going to give you guys a link right now. Simpleleaseoptions.com slash contract. If yeah. you go to this website right there, simpleleaseoptions.com slash contract, I give it away for free. And you put your name and email there. The next page will take you to a video that teaches you actually how to use it. And uh, so go check it out, simpleleaseoptions.com slash contract. Um, hey, Eddie, thank you very much for taking the time. I appreciate you sharing your wisdom and knowledge. And uh, I, I highly encourage you all to go check out uh, Eddie's uh, social media stuff. He's doing a lot of these videos and um, go check out teoffers.com and um, appreciate you guys very much. Thank you, Eddie. We'll see you later. Take care, man. Thanks a lot, Joe.